Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Interactive Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Racine. So happy 10th episode, you guys. Oh my goodness, time is flying by. I absolutely love making these episodes for you guys. I can't wait to see where it's headed. I can't wait to see where I am by episode 50, 100, and so on. So just thank all of you guys for listening, interactive, and interactive oh my god (laughs) interacting my goodness just getting twisted up with the podcast name thank y'all for interacting (laughs) and thank you for all of your kind words so I appreciate every single one of you and it's just looking up from here so on to the update we're just gonna jump right into the episode I had a pretty chill week honestly it went by so quickly it's already Friday i am recording this on Friday just because time got away from me. I just got caught up and I wasn't able to record a podcast episode yesterday for you guys. So sorry that this one's coming out a little bit late, but it's still Friday. I'm still getting it in on a Friday. So as I was saying about this week, pretty chill. Monday, I actually saw a movie with my boyfriend, which was super fun. I feel like the movies are like on the out, like going to the physical movie theater. Like I understand that we went in the middle of the day on a Monday, but it was just, it looked like no one ever went there anymore. And it made me sad kind of, well, not sad, but it was kind of like nostalgic because I feel like going to the movies when you were younger was such a treat. And now everything you can just download like on your laptop, watch it on your TV at home. And it's not like a special treat to see movies anymore, but Besides that point, besides that, I took him to see the movie Don't Worry Darling. Um, I feel like I mentioned this in the last episode how I already saw Don't Worry Darling. I saw it with my friends at a drive-thru. But guys, it was actually better the second time around. So you know when you watch a movie for the first time and it's a really good movie, like it's great, but you spend a lot of it a little bit confused because... There's like so much suspense and questions you have. Well, this was one of those types of movies since it was so suspenseful and it was very like secretive until like the big ending. But the second time around, I was able to pick up on all of these little details and like foreshadowing and it made the movie so much better because like you can kind of see the whole vision put together if that makes sense. But definitely recommend. I'm someone where after I watch like a good movie, I want to show literally everyone I know that good movie so I just get excited about it and I'll watch it like a couple times and I just can't get tired of it but back on talking about my week this week I've been working on a lot of content and a few little things in the background with my fitness account and brand work so when I'm able to I'm really excited to share more about it with you guys yesterday I had a little call with someone so like I said I'll share it when I'm able to but It's kind of hard for me because I want to do so much more with my account and like my personal brand as a whole and all my brand work. And I want to put in like a ton of effort to make the my posts the best quality as possible. I want to go on photo shoots. I want to make a ton of like creative and unique content for you guys. Like I don't want to be I want to obviously have more lifestyle content, but it's difficult when it's so easy to give you guys gym content because I go to the gym almost every day. I just prop up my phone, record it, and that's it. But with lifestyle content, like 
I don't really spend a ton of time around friends, honestly. Most of the time, I usually do my own thing. So it's not like I'm getting dressed up and I'm going out places and taking pictures all the time. And it's also not like I can just like set up a whole recording thing in my kitchen while I'm cooking because first of all, I have two roommates. Second of all, it's a small kitchen. Third of all, I'm a student, so I generally don't have that much time. But like I said, it's just hard to balance this with school, work, and friends as well. But I'm just so eager for post-grad where I hopefully have a lot more time in my day to direct it towards my long-term goals and my short-term goals, goals, of course. But I just, I'm excited to have a lot of time. I'm also looking forward to winter break just because like, that's what is it, like a month and a half, a month, something like that. And I'll probably still be working for most of it. But I only work like two days a week, honestly, because as you guys know, I am a student. But um, I'm just excited to have so much time. That's about it. And oh my goodness, this is so off topic. But if you guys like boba tea, if you don't know what that is, it's like a milky tea with these little tapioca pearls on the bottom and they're chewy. Oh my goodness, they're so yummy. I absolutely love boba. It is such a treat. But you guys... Trader Joe's has these frozen instant boba kits and it literally comes with like the straw and the little tapioca balls and my mom had forwarded it to me like this article she read about it so I went and bought them oh my gosh it's so good it's literally mm, boba at home I never knew I would see the day but I highly recommend it and if you guys haven't tried boba before you really need to because it's super tasty so enough about me as usual. I never even introduced what this whole episode would be about. Guys, I'm going to talk about my favorite workouts. I'm going to, it's not just my favorite workouts, but I'm going to give y'all a couple form tips, um, tricks on trying out new lifts, going to talk about my new split a little bit. So let's just chat, okay? I'm going to start with my favorite lifts. So I'll start by sharing my favorite workouts, why I love them. And then, like I said, I'll go into talking about my split. And then at the end, I'll talk about trying new workouts out. Okay. So number one for my favorite lifts is barbell RDLs. So this has been a top favorite of mine for like the past five months now, honestly. It's funny because I used to hate all types of RDLs, especially barbell RDLs. Like I would just never do them. I think a big part of it was because I needed to like get my form down and I needed to like learn my mind muscle connection and not just that but I was kind of embarrassed because I could only do the barbell which that is no excuse there's no reason to be embarrassed about that because how else would you lift heavy weight if you don't practice it or like start you know but yeah I used to hate RDLs and I don't know if you guys are like this I'm sure you can relate but I go through phases with what workouts I like and I don't like. So for example, like like with RDLs, I guess I could say, like I used to absolutely hate them and now I'm obsessed with them. Or like I used to love um, hip thrusts and now I'm not the biggest fan. So right now I'm in a barbell RDL phase. I get great mind-muscle mind connection when I use them or when I, I guess, perform them. If Is that what you say? Sure. Um, it's also really easy to load weight. I love barbell lifts or like 
um, machines or plate loaded anything just because it's so easy to manipulate the weight that you're using. I also have really good CNS firing when I'm doing RDLs, which is my central nervous system. So if you guys have ever been like, let's say you're doing RDLs and you do your first set and it feels really heavy and like a little bit stiff and then your second set like flies up. That has to do with your um, central nervous system, and I don't know too, too much about it, but all I know is I have, like, really good CNS firing because my first set of an exercise, specifically with compounds, it just feels so heavy, and then my second set feels literally a thousand times better, like, so much smoother, and I especially feel it with these barbell RDLs. I don't know what about it, but it just, like, such a good mind muscle connection, so I use it for my main compound for glutes and hammies because I hate squatting. So I kind of use that to replace squats. And when I'm doing them, I'm going to give you all a couple form tips of my favorite exercises. So you want to push through your heels, okay? If you're pushing through your toes, you're going to send the weight up to your knees and it's going to be more of like it's not going to be targeting your hamstrings as effectively because you're shifting your weight forward. So it's going to put pressure on your knees and then your quads are going to take over a little bit. But to avoid that, you want to push through your heels, tighten your core. You don't want to be like arching or curving your back or anything. And then while you are lowering the bar down, you want to act like you're tapping a wall behind you with your butt only. Okay. So you're hinging at your hips and act like you're just tapping a wall behind you with your butt. So you don't want to have like a huge bend in the knees because it isn't a squat movement, but it's a hinging movement. So those cues really help me when I'm doing RDLs. I also really like to use um, like wrist straps or lifting straps, whatever you would call them, because I feel that my grip starts to loosen a little bit. And then I feel it a lot more in my forearms and I can't feel the mind muscle connection in my hamstrings. But once I use grips, especially if I'm doing like lower reps with heavier weight, I just get the mind-muscle connection that much better. So number two is bench press. And if y'all follow me, I'm sure you saw this coming. It is my absolute favorite of the three main compounds because obviously it's... So to give a little bit of backstory, I'm sure you guys know... But this stemmed from when I hurt my lower back deadlifting, this benching was the only compound I could do because obviously squats and deadlifts both use your lower back a lot. Well, squats, I'm, I'm still trying to work on my form with those. I'm still trying to perfect it. But going back to bench press, something I actually like. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love deadlifts too, but it was just like kind of disheartening when I had a pushback with them. But bench press, I also love it because... I'm pretty strong with my bench press in terms of my weight and like overall time I've spent lifting. I started lifting January of 2021. It's currently October of 2022. Oh my goodness, almost two years. Oh my God, that's kind of crazy. I like, ugh, I feel like when I hit the two year mark, I'm going to start comparing myself to so many other girls that lift too, because like, I can't really say I'm a beginner anymore, but and that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> anyway, I am. I would say that I'm pretty strong in my bench press. I Right now, well, I am bulking currently, which I will love to make an episode about that in the future soon. But 
I'm currently around like, I want to say 123 pounds and my one rep max is 110 on bench. And I'm so close to 115, you guys. Like, mm, I know it's any week now, like it's here. And with benching, I really understand my limits. So I can push until failure or like a rep before failure, failure very comfortably without any spotters. So I definitely like that. And I know I was talking about my one rep max, guys, I just want to hit a plate like within this year, like by next October, I know I'll be able to say like, I can bench a plate, like if even for one, like that's all I need. So when you're benching, something I like to use is I use a lot of leg drive. And by that, I mean, I press through my feet. So some people like to have flat feet. Some people like to be on their toes. I like to be on my toes personally. That's where I feel like I get the maximum drive. And when you are lowering the bar to your chest, something I need to work on is controlling it a little bit more because I do let it like slam down on me. But in all honesty, it doesn't hurt. So I mean, no harm, no foul I, for now, I guess. But when you're lowering it, you want to act like you're almost rowing the bar towards your chest and you'll feel like so much more of a mind-muscle connection. It I know it sounds a little bit silly when you say that because it's obviously not a row, but it'll make sense when you try it, trust me. At first, I was a bit confused too. I had gotten that tip from a girl that I follow. I forget who, but it really works. And I feel like with bench press, this is one of those exercises where breathing is so important because when you are like pushing that bar up, you don't want to be like gasping for air, you know? So you want to take a deep breath, hold it, lower the bar, and then like slowly like let your air out while the bar is going up, if that makes sense. Just breathe before each rep. Please don't pass out. <laughs> so number three, leg press. I love leg press because you can get creative with it. It is so versatile. I've actually really been enjoying doing calf raises on the leg press recently. I love doing this superset where I'll do like 10 reps of calf raises and then I'll do like a normal um, regular foot placement and I'll do like 10 more slow reps with that. It burns so good. You guys have to try that out. But I also like the leg press because you can hit every muscle in your leg with it. You can change your foot placement in the angles that your feet are facing to target different muscles in your legs. For me, I personally like slightly pointing my toes outwards to take away some pressure on my knees because your knees are going to follow the direction that your toes are pointing. So if you point your toes inwards, obviously your knees are going to cave inwards. So by slightly outwardly facing my toes, I have much more of a natural, um, like, knee movement, I, I guess, for lack of a better terms. And it feels a lot better when I'm moving weight on it. So I mentioned that different foot placements target different parts of your legs. So a high foot placement targets your hamstrings, low foot placement targets your quads. And if you think about why it makes so much sense, because the higher you place your feet, the more you're going to use your heels to press through. So that's going to target your hammies and your glutes. The lower you, you um, excuse me, place, I almost said press, <laughs> place your feet, then you're going to be pressing through your toes more, which is um, setting that up to your quads. 
and then narrow foot placement gets your outer thigh, and then a more wide foot placement gets your inner thigh, okay? So those are great. Obviously, you can also do um, other variations. Like I mentioned, you can do calf raises, you can do single legs, so be it. It's great because you can also easily move a lot of weight with leg press. Like, I know for me, I can do sets with like four plates on each side and they move pretty smooth. So that's like also, it just, first of all, it makes you feel like a badass. And second of all, obviously, if you want to gain strength and muscle, you're going to have to move a lot of weight. So I think leg press is perfect for that. And can you guys tell I like plate loaded lifts? All of these so far, the barbell RDL, bench press, and leg press are all plate loaded, but it's just so, I just like it so much more right now. For some reason, I'm like not a huge dumbbell or cable. I like don't really like cables that much, but that's a whole other story. I, just personal preference, not like it's bad or anything. But back to leg press. Another thing about leg press is depth doesn't always mean perfect form with this one. So for example... If you're hitting a deep depth and your quads are like touching your torso, you're like basically ass to grass but reversed. <laughs> you like you have really deep depth, but you have a butt wink, you shouldn't be going down that deep, okay? Because that butt wink is putting more pressure on your lower back and it's taking away from the leg muscles working optimally. So as long as you can go down as far as possible and don't have a butt wink, then that is a good depth for you. Obviously, you can practice your mobility. You can do some stretch work before and after your lifts to deepen your range of motion, but don't try to fix your range of motion just by like letting the butt wink happen because that's how you hurt yourself. So another favorite, number four, lat pull downs. Guys, this has been a favorite exercise of mine since day one, I swear. I don't know what about lat pulldowns, but I just have the most amazing mind-muscle connection. It's so easy to change the weight to do drop sets because it's just like moving the pin through like the little weight stacks on the cable. You can also push till failure safely because obviously the worst that happens is you just can't pull the weight down anymore. So then you just leave it up there. So it's great to push till failure. And it's also a little bit versatile because there's different handles and then like different hand placements you can do to put different types of strain on or like stress on your lats, which is really good. Because obviously, as you guys know, if you just did the same motion every single like every single time you hit a one muscle group, it's gonna get used to that. So I like the versatility with it. And lat pulldowns are a type of lift where they seem very simple and they seem like they're a beginner exercise, but they're actually decently challenging to learn how to hit your lats at first. But then once you're able to effectively target your laps, your <laughs> laps, yeah, <laughs> lats, then they're just like so good when you're like actually able to like target them correctly. Because I know for me, I used to like swing around the weight. I would flare my elbows out. I wasn't really like engaging my muscles, but when I found the right way to do a lat pull down, it feels so good and I get such a good pump from them. So when I'm doing them, I like to use a neutral grip attachment so my elbows aren't super flared out and I can feel my lats a lot better. I kind of want my elbows 
like at a 45 degree angle kind of when I'm pulling down so I can feel my lats better. If you don't have that attachment, you can use one of those long straight bars that's meant for the lat pull down and then loop a single hand handle for cables on each side. I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. And when you are performing the movement, like I said, you don't want to swing the weight. You want to control it because using momentum doesn't engage your muscles nearly as much as it does when you're controlling the weight. So that's basically it. I feel like with the mind-muscle connection part, that's something you have to learn on your own. It can't really be explained. But as long as you're keeping those elbows at a 45-degree angle and you're you know, just not flaring them out and stuff, you're pretty good. You know, Like I said, it's just something that takes a little bit of practice. Number five is dumbbell shoulder press. So this is low-key controversial for me because I used to hate this exercise for a while. For the longest time, I absolutely hated it. I don't know why. And I just recently started loving it. I used to really love using those like mini barbells or easy bars. And I would use those for a shoulder press and I would do like a standing military press with them. But now I'm just loving a good seated dumbbell shoulder press. I'm getting really good mind-muscle connection It lights my shoulders on fire. It burns so good. And it's also good because it's isolateral, so it fixes imbalances. So if you're, let's say your left side is stronger than your right, it's going to be overcompensating if you use a straight barbell. But when you're using dumbbells, obviously it's every man for himself. So (laughs) that's good. And I've just been loving hitting shoulders overall, honestly. I want huge delts. I just want like nice rounded bikini body or bikini bodybuilder style delts. You know what I'm talking about? Because like those shows look for the X shape and I just like want that so bad. I think like rounded shoulders are so sexy. I don't know what about it. But when you're doing a seated dumbbell shoulder press, do not arch your back, okay? You want to keep it flat against the bench and really engage and squeeze your core to prevent yourself from hurting your lower back because gravity works straight up and down, okay? And if you're arching your back, like all of the pressure is going to build up on your lower, like at the like base of your back, right? But if you keep a flat straight back and it's neutral and you're engaging your core, All of that pressure is going to be distributed in a way that's a lot more safe for you and you're not going to hurt yourself. And again, just like with the lat pulldowns, you don't want to have your elbows super flared out. You want to bring them in a bit, angle them a bit more to better target your delts and prevent injury. And for some reason, when I'm doing a seated dumbbell shoulder press, I just like push like pressing through my feet. I don't know if it even makes a huge difference, but I just feel like more grounded and stable when I do that. So that works for me. Number six, I think this is going to be the last um, favorite lift that I mentioned, but guys, my gym recently got a pit shark. If you guys know what that is, it's like the belt squat machine and I have been loving it for my leg days. It is so versatile actually, which you wouldn't think of when you first go to use it, but you can do various types of squats, RDLs, deadlifts. And the one at my gym even has this weighted dip attachment that like flips over the top and then like in the pit, you like dip yourself. It's like hard to explain, but it's really good. 
And I really do love the mind-muscle connection I get on that. As you guys can tell, that's a common thing. I really like lifts that I can feel my muscles working, obviously. I feel like that like is could go unsaid. But I really like it because I can control my squat a lot more compared to using a barbell because you're like belted in with a cable. So when you're like in a free with a free barbell, it's not always easy to slowly lower yourself down because you might not feel too comfortable with that yet. You might feel like you're going to fall, use your balance, fail, etc. But with this, you have a belt attached to a cable. So it's kind of like the lat pull down where it's a bit safer to fail with if you did fail, right? The belt does dig into my sides a little bit. I actually got like, me and my coworker got like bruised from it when we first used it, but that's okay because I'm still a fan of her. No worries. Her meaning the belt squat machine. <laughs> and when I was using it for the first time, one of the other members of my gym came up to me and he tested it out and he said that it was hurting his knees. So to prevent knee pain uh, using the belt squat machine, I like to act as if I'm sitting back into a chair. So it's more of a hinged squat movement as opposed to like shifting my weight forwards and going completely up and down. So I'll hold on to the handles and really just like rock my body back, like more back. And I feel it a lot better for me personally. Again, I like to point my toes slightly outwards because um, your knees will follow. So those are six of my favorite lifts. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about my split. And then I'm going to give you all a little bit of advice as to trying new exercises. Okay, so... I'll just say my split. I don't think I've shared it in full yet. I've been sharing like Instagram posts of my workouts, but nothing with like a full breakdown of my split. So I don't do weekdays just because being a student, my schedule varies week to week, obviously, and day to day. So I don't want to say like, oh, Mondays are legs. And then what if I miss a Monday that day? And then I just like can't go, right? So I just do day one, day two, day three. Oh my goodness. Do you guys ever get that feeling when like your teeth are cold? Oh, I just got it and I hate it so much. <laughs> Sorry, off topic. Anyway, day one is posterior chain. So I hit back, glutes, hammies, and then if I'm feeling it, I'll do some calves. So, but obviously posterior, that's like the back half of your body. I really like this because I use it to deadlift on that day. I actually got the idea after trying out a posterior chain workout since I've seen a couple people do it before on Instagram, pairing glutes and back or back and hammies, and I ended up really enjoying it, so I found a way to make my split around it, and conventional deadlifts work both your back and your hamstrings, and I know there's like this huge controversy about whether deadlifts belong in a lower body day or a back day, so I kind of found a way to like make it both, right? I um I just like put it together. Also, I'm trying to get back into deadlifting regularly again. So, it worked for me that I pair those muscle groups together just because like it gives me the opportunity to. Day 2 is quads and shoulders. I as I mentioned earlier, I love hitting shoulders, so I figured that would be a good muscle to fo to give like a little bit more emphasis on because I feel like a lot of people push away 
hitting their shoulders in like they'll like do rear delts on their back day or they might hit like one or two shoulder exercises on their push day but not many people give like a ton of attention to it so by only doing quads and shoulders I'm able to focus more on them since I said that is a goal of mine and then day three is chest tries and buys so that's what was left over chest and tries work really well together and then I just grind it out with a little bicep workout at the end and it's great I'm honestly really happy with how my biceps look currently and I'm not like crazy about having massive triceps honestly so it works out that they don't get the most attention just because that's not where my goals and priorities are right now but I did my split this way because I needed to group upper body and lower body muscles to be hit together on the same day so that I don't slack on hitting legs since they're literally my least favorite muscle group to train and then since I love hitting back and I love hitting shoulders, it worked well to pair them with a muscle group. So I feel like it worked out really well. And I've been loving it so much recently. It's been going great. I've had it for a couple weeks now and there's no complaints. So that works for me. So now that I've just quick, <clears throat> oh my goodness, <laughs> excuse me. Now that I quickly went over my split with you guys, I wanted to touch on trying out new lifts for a little bit at the end of this episode just because I know it can be a little nerve-wracking to try out a new machine or use a barbell or something you just haven't used before etc and maybe I mentioned a lift earlier in this episode that you've been meaning to try and wanting to but you don't know how to start it so like for example the belt squats I know the pit shark isn't super popular in gyms at least it isn't around me so you guys might I feel, you know, a little bit of anxiety going into it, not having used it before. But it is so important to try new forms of movement to challenge your body in different ways and put various types of stress on your muscles to maximize strength and hypertrophy gains. All right. So I just only have three little tips for you guys. Nothing crazy. Number one for trying new exercises is do your own research before trying it out. Okay. So if you're using, if you want to try a new machine, let's say there's like this plate loaded chest press that you've never used before. And for some reason, you're a little bit nervous about like where the seat should be, how to load the plates, etc. Just Google it, look it up, look up photos of it, look up videos of people using it, watch demonstration videos. Also, I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of gyms, at least some gyms that I've been to, not only do they have the like picture of how to use it, the machine on the machine, which I'm sure you guys have seen, but a lot of them have a website or a QR code that you can go to and it shows you like video demonstrations of how to use the machine. So worse comes to worse, <clears throat> you can literally do that research like right before you use the machine. And that goes for not just machines, but cables, um, a new dumbbell exercise, like, for example, like a zombie press. Like, if you don't know how to do a zombie press, look it up. <laughs> or like doing like a Larson bench, like very like niche or like uncommon workouts that are extremely beneficial for you, but you wouldn't, wouldn't always think of using. Google them, do your research, find how to do it. And the only way to get good at it is to just try. So do your research on your own. Number two is try it with no weight at first 
and then slowly increase the weight, okay? So I know this might sound like common sense, but you would be surprised at the amount of people that try to just go straight into a new lift with like this goal of hitting a certain amount of weight and then they either hurt themselves or they get discouraged because they weren't able to lift it. So since you aren't used to this new movement or this new machine, you don't want to accidentally hurt yourself, like I said, by trying to eagle lift for your first time. So like, let's say you're trying, I don't know, let's say you're doing like a squat for the first time with the barbell, right? Let's say you've never done a barbell squat, like a free barbell without a Smith machine. Let's say you like straight go into putting a plate onto it and you just jump right into it. Maybe you're not engaging your core enough and you end up hurting your lower back. Or maybe your knees are caved in too much and you end up pulling something, right? So you want to make sure that you have the form down and the movement down before you increase the weight, okay? Like I mentioned earlier, it can also be discouraging when you can't move the weight you thought you would be able to. Because I know, like, for me, I get, like, my ego gets in the way of, like, oh, I can't move that weight. Oh, wait, this is, like, tough for me and then I kind of like don't want to do it like for example with barbell bench press I'm only now slowly getting back into it again because I focused on dumbbell um what did I did I say barbell incline press right yeah (laughs) barbell incline I'm only now getting into it because I usually do a dumbbell incline bench and so when I do go back to the barbell I use like such low weight and it's so humbling and it's kind of like, I don't know. I just like feel weird about it because I know I can do so much more and it is a little discouraging, but I remind myself I'm not going to be able to get better at it if I don't just do it, right? So remember that this is a new movement to you. You aren't going to be able to push like a shit ton of weight the first time you do it and just work your way up. Obviously, like I said, practice makes perfect honestly like as long as you practice it you're going to slowly get those strength gains and then number three my last little tip and then I'll let y'all go is don't be afraid to ask someone for help so the front desk workers the trainers at the gym your friends the guy that's working out next to you any like ask anyone for help okay Asking for help is a good thing. You're going to have a lower risk of hurting yourself and you can make new gym friends because like who doesn't want new gym friends, right? It's just, it's so beneficial because so many people get in their heads that they're going to sound stupid or they're gonna like, they're gonna be bothering someone to be in the way. Honestly, like the people that work there and work out there are honestly happy to help, okay? So don't feel like you're a bother. Honestly, working front desk at my gym, I am more than happy to show someone around or help them use a new machine when they ask for it. And honestly, makes me like, I must get kind of proud of them because I'm like, they want to like better themselves. They want to learn and improve. Like, it's a strong quality. It really is. So don't be afraid of asking for help, okay? And that um, <clears throat> that not only goes for like asking for help in new lifts, but just anything in life, right? Like use the resources that are available to you. Like I said, looking it up, doing your own research, just use your resources, okay? So many people try to stick to their comfort zone and they end up not being able to grow because of that. But the second you push out of your comfort zone, you make yourself uncomfortable, you try new things, it'll be worth it, okay? And 
on that note, that was podcast episode 10. Oh my goodness. So I gave y'all my favorite workouts. I gave you guys some form tips, showed you my new split. And then I left it off with giving you guys tips to try out new lifts. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. As I said earlier, I love recording them for you. Make sure you give me a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts if you would like. Um, what else? I always, I'm always like, what else am I supposed to be promoting right now? <laughs> Follow the interactive podcast instagram it is just interactive.podcast go check it out also follow me on instagram angela r.fit and guys check out my link tree okay i am working with so many amazing brands i also have a great amazon storefront that you can shop through everything's organized go check out my links okay i promise you guys are going to find something you enjoy But yeah, on that note, I will let you guys go. I'm actually going home after I record this podcast episode. So I'll be home for the night. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend and have a great week coming up. And I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, guys.